Wait, should I say it? Yeah, be blunt as fuck. This is Brutally Blunt with Jennifer and Katie. Hey guys, welcome back to this week's episode of Brutally Blunt. So we have a pretty special interview for you guys. So you guys know we are diverse, so we love sports as well as pop culture. So we have a friend of ours on, Cyrus, um, and he's going to kind of talk with us about, you know, the Warriors. He's a Warriors expert. What's my, what's my last name, Jennifer? What's my last name? I dare you to say Cyrus Satsas. Good job. <laughs> Good job. I yeah. That. <laughs> um, yeah. So he's like a Warriors expert. And for those of you who don't know, that's our favorite basketball team. Can you introduce yourself? Yeah. Well, I guess my first question is, Katie, I, I believe you're from L.A. So why are you a Warriors fan? Jen, I, don't know um, I will tell you why. So about a few years ago when I was interning at Fox Sports, I just fell in love with Riley Curry. And it was when she was doing like all her cute interviews and I was like, she's so cute. And Steph Curry, I think is like so hot. And like, I know this is such a stupid way to start to like a team, but that's literally, it was Riley Curry. Then it was Steph Curry. And then I just really loved the whole team. Jennifer's a fan. Our other friend who's from LA became a fan. So that's kind of how we've been fans ever since. Gotcha. And, and that's and so that is how you met our mutual friend Sam Batesh was your internship at Fox Sports yes, Radio. Yes, exactly. Those, back when radio was relevant. No, no, yes. podcasting is kind of okay. <laughs> Yep. So here we are. And I'm actually from I'm not from the Bay, but I live in the Bay. Mm-hmm. Oh. I moved here. The This was actually the second time I lived in the Bay. I moved for the first time in 2003. So I have been here for a bit. And then I also did an internship at um, NBC Sports Bay Area. Mm, okay, mm-hmm. so you know, so you know, we know some of the same people. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Yes, so right. met Clay there. Good times. I said, "Welcome to the Bay, Clay." And he was like, "Thanks." Nice. <laughs> wow, what a great conversation. <laughs> yeah, you two had. <laughs> we are pretty close. In case you guys didn't know, we're like we are best friends. <laughs> nice. And Clay's kind of an introvert anyway, so that's that. That's like he does seem pretty shy. Yeah, Definitely. I don't know. If sh- I don't know if he's shy, but I just like he just isn't a man of words, you know. Like, yeah, words says aren't what, his thing. Well, he yeah, he says what he what's needed, you know. Like, you don't get fluff or filler from him. He just you know, if you ask him a question, he'll answer, and if, if there's nothing to be said, he won't say anything. I, I kind of respect that. Yeah. But anyways, cool. Thank you for introducing me. So now I know why you love the Warriors. So my yes. introduction. So to introduce me in a nutshell, um, my day job now is I'm actually a professor of journalism. Mm-hmm. Um, but that prefacing that I worked in the media for a long time, an award-winning journalist. I started in sports and that's how our mutual friend Sam Batesh and I know each other. I interned at KNBR Radio in San Francisco back when I was in college and he'd been there like a year before me and then they promoted me and I ended up working there almost 10 years and that really was like the catalyst for everything else I've done. Um, and recently in this day and age, I my my main media job is is co-hosting a podcast called Warriors 24 with NBA Hall of Famer and one of the greatest Warriors ever, Rick Barry. Um, and you can follow me on Twitter. My handle is Dog Surf Roadshow. Weird name. I know I used to host a podcast called The Dog and Surfer Roadshow. 
And that I account- wondered why that was your name. Like, yeah, well, where you and, got that from. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and the thing is, so I was hosting this podcast, and this was back in like 2016, and it was called the Dog and Surfer Roach. It was a weird, eclectic podcast where each week I just get guests on to talk about travel adventures, surfing, nothing to do with anything most people are interested in. But it was being broadcasted on Yahoo Sports Radio back when they existed. Mm-hmm. And, and um, so I had this Twitter account associated with the show. Well, that Twitter account got verified. And then when the show mm. went away, I was like, all right, do I keep using my personal account, which, which, which is not verified no. and has like a tenth of the followers? You got to use the verified account. I got to use the verified account. So Dog Surf Roadshow, that's why it's called that. I do love my dogs right next to me. I do love dogs. I love mm-hmm. surfing. That's my. That's what I, how I'm staying sane in these days, days and ages right now. I love traveling. Been to 34 states, have circled the world. So, oh um God. Yeah. So that's what the Twitter handle is. And that's who I am. So thanks for having me, ladies. Yeah, of course. So you are now that since you have your own Warriors podcast, you're obviously a Warriors expert. So what made you decide to start that podcast? Um, Well, here's a funny story. So the show, so the podcast Warriors 24 is on this network that's called the Believe Podcast Network. Founder of it is is Braun Heusenstam, an old friend of mine, former pro surfer. Um, who uh, I probably shouldn't share a part of the story that's very personal. Long story short, he has a lot of money now. And he decided to launch a podcast network. Um, And so he launched this thing like two years ago. Uh, It's it's Believe, B-L-E-A-V. And um, he originally recruited me to do a surfing podcast with an old friend of mine, Omar Echeverry. We used to do a radio show on KNBR that got picked up by ESPN eventually, um, covering like X Games type stuff, right? Like I used to be a sponsor snowboarder. I've been surfing for over 20 years of my life. And uh, so I was like, we're like, yeah, let's do it. And then right away, I was like, wait, he doesn't have a Warriors show on there. All he has is, all he was doing was LA at that point. So I was like, hey, why don't we get a Warriors podcast going on here? This is literally right before the dynasty kind of crumbled or went on pause. Yeah. Um, so and then I used to be Rick's executive producer way back when. So was Sam, funny enough. Sam was actually his Oh, first, really? Yeah. So Sam was actually his first executive producer. I was his second or third. He still calls Sam and I on her birthdays every year. It's crazy. That's nice. <laughs> it is nice. Yeah. Rick is a nice guy. And so I called Rick and I'm like, hey, look, like the, the model for Believe for their sports shows is they want at least one former pro athlete on with the host. And so I was like, all right, so let's do some research. And Rick was the first person I thought of. And I asked him and he was like, yeah, let's do it. So that's how the show came about. Oh, that's awesome. You got your first yeah. choice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so now that you the Warriors kind of went down a little that you just when you just said uh, that, um, yeah. what hurdles do you see this season that they're going to have? Well, for starters, um, it's incredibly disconcerting that two of their top players have COVID right now and they're not a part of training camp. Draymond Green, you could live with, you know, I mean, the guy's experienced. <laughs> he's been there and done that. James Wiseman is missing some really valuable time right now. This is like this. was I mean. So I wrote this blog. I pinned it on my Twitter account. Again, mm-hmm. Dog Surf Rocho is my Twitter account. And I wrote this column that lists the three things the Warriors have to do if they want to be championship contenders. I still think they have the potential to like get to that upper echelon, to the top mark. Um, but the three things are, one, Stephen Curry staying healthy. Like they can't afford him to get hurt or have flimsy ankles again or anything. Like mm-hmm. they need him. I wrote in the columns at least 70 regular season games, but I forgot the season's shortened. So they need him for at least 60 and, and a full playoff run. Um, number two is Wiseman winning rookie of the year. I'm not expect. I can't, we can't expect him to be an all-star in his first year, 
but someone is going to win rookie of the year. He's a number two pick. He would have been the number one pick if centers were valued more. So like 10 years ago, he would have been an undisputed number one pick, but the Warriors and the Warriors are single-handedly responsible for this. The Warriors have kind of diminished that position. So he fell to the Warriors at number two. Great. But he has to win rookie of the year and him having COVID right now and, and missing training camp is not going to help that. And the number three is Wiggins and Oubre Jr., playing like all-stars i'm not saying make the all-star game but you better be averaging around 20 points a game uh, you better be playing lights out defense and you better be making clutch shots if those three things happen i think the warriors are still championship contenders the, the lakers are the clear-cut favorites but they're not young you know what i'm saying like they're yeah. an old team and like no one really talks about that like at any point lebron could suddenly start fading at any point he's due yeah when's that gonna happen and i'm kind of ready for it just because like he's, he's not on my nature. team yeah. <laughs> i might dread my dreaded fear is that he's gonna pull a tom brady and Ugh, just keep going i need i hope not but you know he might so <laughs> but anyway so i mean so the lakers are not unbeatable they have two insanely obviously like you know lebron and, and anthony davis is like about mm -hmm. as powerful of a one-two punch as you're ever going to get in the nba ever in history outside of jordan and pippen they might be the second greatest like duo and kobe shack i guess they could rival that too but um so that but that's it like there's still a thin team outside of that so i think the warriors have a shot but the, I, my, in my opinion from you know my many years of covering the team and watching them fervently wearing my first warriors shirt since covid since the pandemic started i'm All in my steph shirt <laughs> nice we, we both, I, this is a steph jersey so there oh. you yeah. where's your stuff jennifer i had one on earlier and then i got cold just and kidding I just got long sleeves okay i'll post a picture about it don't worry about it <laughs> so you're wearing a mizzou tigers shirt jen like did yes. you go to school there I did. Nice. Great journalism program. I don't know if that's what you, what you studied that's there. That's where I went there for. Yep. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. an a world-class program. Congrats. That's good stuff. Yep. Can't you tell by this talking? Well, <laughs> A-list journalism. Right here. here. <laughs> what about, so with their defense, I was, Steve Kerr was saying they have to be a top 10 defensive team. Do you think they're going to be that this season? Yes. Oh, yeah. That, like that's, that's clearly the thing they have going for them. Like, like they're starting five. If Wiseman steps up, and even if he doesn't, let's say like Looney or Chris are playing, the only liability defensively for them is Curry. And he's never really that much of a liability. Like he's he's an inc he's incredibly talented at steals. Um, it's just he's, you know, he's 6'3". He's, he's not the biggest player in the world. So if you get a mismatch on him, that's, you know, that's not to the Warriors' advantage. But they're, dude, they're stout. I mean, they're, they're starting five. If Wiseman plays to his potential, I mean, I don't, I honestly don't think there's a better defensive team in, in the NBA because look, really? like, like Ubre Jr. is a solid defender. Wiggins is one of the most underrated defenders in this game. I hear a lot of people criticize him. And if let's say I'm on Twitter or some social media platform and I see people talking shit, can I swear on this on the show? By yeah, the way? we okay, I say so, fuck every other word. So beautiful. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so let's say like um, so people have hated on Wiggins. But if you Google like just go, go to YouTube and just and just search in the search engine mm -hmm. Wiggins defense. And you'll see all these videos people have made of him not just playing great D, but shutting down LeBron, Kawhi. Like when he wants to play D, he can play D. And the, and the stats back it up. It's just, dude, when you play in Minnesota like he was for all those years, I mean, that is like a cesspool of NBA talent. Like no one's going to shine bright in Minnesota, at least not unless they really do some drastic changes there. So Wiggins kind of, you know, got a bad rap, but he, to me, he's a solid defender. I don't know if you saw pictures of him recently. He's yoked. He put on some some Wade muscle-wise. I haven't but, seen pictures of ooh. him recently. I should check it out. I think you should, Katie. Let's see. 
Oh, Excellent. okay. Well, he doesn't in his little picture right here. He doesn't look um, big to me, but I'll have to look at a current photo. Just quickly search a uh, Wiggins muscle, and I'd be guaranteed like the very first picture that comes up will show because it's been it's been talked about for the last week or so. He's put on weight in a good way. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, and then and then Draymond Green, former Defensive Player of the Year, and then James Wiseman, if he's coached, I mean that's a seven-one player who is already known for playing good D. So in my opinion, defense is not going to be an issue. If if Steve Kerr implements a system and Mike Brown's one of the best assistants in the game, it, it combined and Ron Adams always forget about, who's also one of the best assistants. If they can ingrain their defensive philosophy in with those five guys in the bench, dude, they're going to be set. I'm not worried about them defensively. Offensively is where I'm, where I'm worried because they have one three-point shooter. Just one. And yeah. that's Stephen Curry. That's it. Yeah. They have so no one else... Yeah, with Clay and Clay's going to be out all season, right? Uh, well, the, with Clay, like the mindset, and I know this is negative, but the mindset with Clay has to be it's over. Like, like if you get him back even close to, to full strength at some point, that is a bonus. That's a cherry on top. I feel like you have to now have the mentality that you're never going to have him again. Like, like the Warriors from this point forward, you have to prepare like he's not going to be a part of this. If he comes back, great. And granted, you have that salary you got to deal with every year for the next four years. That's going to screw him up a little bit. But I, I mean, you know, like, look, John Wall tore his Achilles, I think, twice. Like, he tore it and then tore it again while he was rehabbing, playing in his house or something, some weird thing. If he comes back to full strength, I will be optimistic for Clay. But if John Wall follows nearly every other Achilles story, um, they don't, people don't come back from that. That is like the most devastating injury you could suffer. So he might come back and be like a great shooter, but I don't know if he'll play the same D. I don't know if he'll have the same athleticism offensively. So the mindset, I think, has to be you're moving on. Like, like you need to plan accordingly. That's why Kelly Oubre is a great addition. Dude, imagine if Clay didn't get hurt. They could have gotten Oubre Jr. I know. Mm -hmm. I was that. so excited because I was like, oh, yeah. he's had the time to, like, get over his last injury and like then all of a sudden he got hurt and I was like are you we were joking? we were literally right there like right there what was your what was your initial reaction like when you heard that clay got hurt I think like everyone else I think the day the, the timing of it was the worst thing possible it was. Because it was a it was a it was a day when we were supposed to be celebratory and then like about an hour before the draft you know you hear Woj dropping bar sham one of the two both I don't know dropping bombs just saying and remember, we didn't know what it was at first, so there was still some some optimism, some hope. And then, like as the news trickled, and it was yeah, I didn't I didn't cry, but you know, I was I was bummed, you know, like everyone else. I just kind of I went from being like super optimistic about championship aspirations to being, are we gonna make the playoffs now? And then and then I started doing my research, and they got Uber like the very next day or really close after that happened. So then I was like, mm -hmm. all right, this is this is a playoff team. They have great coaching, and then and then that's when I thought about the column, and I started analyzing the roster, especially after they got Kent Bazemore, um, and they got uh, Wanamaker, I think that's his name from Boston, who was a surprisingly yeah. great pickup as a backup point guard. Um, the dude led the league last year in free throws, and he's a stout three point shooter. So when you think of three point shooting, and you look at the stats, as long as they shoot thirty three percent or higher, that's good, because thirty three percent or higher equates to fifty percent shooting twos. Um, so as long as you're 33 or better, that's a, that's an average you can live with and be happy with. And Wanamaker, I think was like 36. So I think, and he's great defensively. And, and speaking of defense, he's another great defensive pickup. So I, I, when I saw those, the, the additions they made on the bench, 
Um, I really want Jordan Poole to go. I can't stand him. I don't think he's going to be anything. He's going to be just, he's gonna, no, sorry if you, if you, either of you two love him, but he's no different nope. to me than. <laughs> Honestly, we have yeah. no fucking clue who he is and that Great. should say something. I just right had now. to look at his picture. So, yeah, okay. He, he was their first round draft pick last year and okay. he, he was, he was drafted under the, the hype of him being a three point shooter and he's horrible at it. So, um, you know, but they got a team. I still think they need one or two more guys. Uh, if they want to be legitimate championship contenders, like I think Kevin Love, if you can add him without giving anything up, would immediately make you a championship contender. Like Kevin Love would be an awesome pickup. There's a few guys out there they can they can grab, but they got that uh, they got like nine or I think a nine point five million dollar exemption because of Clay. Um, so you're going to see some players possibly get cut in the middle of the year. You're going to see some players suddenly become available, so they might use that. I don't know. How how do we get this. Kevin Love? How do they get or they get Kevin Love? It would have to be like a three team trade, or the Cavs would just have to cut. It's nearly impossible. It's <laughs> I did my so research. it's just it's wishful, wishful thinking. Yeah. It's wishful thinking. I say <laughs> okay. I'm saying someone like him. The, the reason why Got I mentioned it. Kevin Love is because a his name's been mentioned in trades and possible and possibly being released. If he's released, the Warriors should pounce. Um, so and B, the more I thought about it, I just I really do think he would be a perfect fit. Like if you put Kevin Love as your center, um, you're a solid team. Like you have three of your five players are still elite defensively, and you suddenly have two three point shooters out there. And Kevin Love's just a smart player. He's a tremendous rebounder. He's you know so yeah. I think if you get Kevin Love, you can fight the Lakers. You can fight those elite teams. But in, in their current form, again, Wiseman has to be top-notch and Wiggins and Ubre have to really step up but I'm optimistic I still love my team I just don't know if they're going to championship this year and like yeah, we don't, don't know, know if like the Lakers are going to get hurt not that I would ever wish that upon exactly. anyone but we don't know what yeah. that could happen exactly. LeBron could really fuck himself up yes Davis who knows so we're not exactly. wishing ill will I would on never anyone. wish ill on anyone no. but just it saying. would help us of course not <laughs> just never know well, were not. you like, were were you surprised or like shocked to hear that the Warriors were even going after James Harden? Yeah, I just heard that yesterday. I think or two days ago was that that came that came out really recently, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, surprised, yes. Uh, I would love to know more. Like, 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 what are they offering for him? Right. Um, I imagine Wiggins is part of the package because you have to exchange that money. Um, I, I you know, it depends. I. I hate Harden personally. Like mm-hmm. I think he's. I do too. I've never really liked it. Even when Chloe no. was dating him, I'm like, ew, Chloe oh, Kardashian, yeah. you guys. <laughs> so, so may I may I may I add to that? So to me, Chloe Kardashian is one of the most vile celebrities. I hate calling calling her a celebrity, but she grosses me out. Like there is nothing appealing about her. There's nothing appealing about any of the Kardashians really. But to me, she's like the bottom of the totem pole, and I don't understand why players date her. Like I don't see anything physically attractive about her like do you two like um well i love her like she's my favorite kardashian really i think she needs to lay off the not i'm not saying like appearance i'm just saying personality but like she needs to lay off the face tune she needs to lay off all the whatever she's injecting in her face and Uh. so i'm like you need to kind of like cool down on that but she definitely has a type but i feel like a great personality I but no one that, wants her think... in the city that like she's wherever she's dating like i've read yeah, there like she'll... please don't come back to cleveland oh, or like wherever because she's a hex yeah. like, it's like what... also a smart idea 
if you think about it financially and long-term to date Khloe Kardashian, if you are some type of athlete, because this shit isn't going to last forever. And you need to think about long-term. Chris <laughs> mm-hmm. Jenner can make you a star. She can make you money. Yeah. And I think that's why people go after her. I mean, it's just you're setting up I mean, Tristan held on tight and now he's back in there. So, yep. Is that what so I was about to ask you to like, what, like what's her, what's her whole track history, right? So as, as a guy, we always, so men always give tremendous respect to two athletes really that stick out from everyone else. One is Kelly Slater, the pro surfer. Okay. Yeah. Um, when you look at who he's dated before his current series, I mean, he's dated like, I'm assuming models, models, actresses, like, like the Cameron Diaz's, the Kirsten Dunst, the, the, uh, the, I, I don't I think Jessica Alba. Um, and then Derek Jeter is the other one. Like those two have. Yeah, Derek gone. Jeter has always had pretty girls. Yeah, like Giselle Bunt, like Giselle Bunchin. Uh, mm-hmm. Tom Brady's getting his sloppy seconds on that. So, um, so for so for guys, those are always the two. But for for women, like Khloe Kardashian, who has she been with? Like, what's the whole list? The first so, one she was with Rashad. Lamar. I don't know his last name, but I want to say she, he was. What was this? Was like first season Kardashians, like Timberwolves or something? Rashid I don't Wallace. Know. He wasn't a really no, irrelevant not player. Rashid Wallace. Okay. Oh, he wasn't really so relevant. He, this was before no Lamar one knows Odom? His name. But this yes. was before Lamar. And then she was like 2007. Then she was wow. with Lamar. She could have had someone in between. We don't know. But then she yeah. was with Lamar. Then she was with, um, she was seen with Odell Beckham Jr. That was just a different, I know that's football, but she was seen with him. And then after that, she went with um, James Harden. And then okay. after James Harden, I think. I think it was Tristan, I'm unless I'm sure. missing one. I feel like there's she's... another one. And she's still with him now? With Tristan yeah, Thompson? so they broke up because oh. he cheated on her time and time again. And oh. But they have a kid together. They were quarantining oh. together. So they were oh. like, but every guy in the league has cheated on her. And But she keeps going for these cheaters. And I'm like, yeah. why do you keep doing this to yourself? She hates, she hates herself. That's, why. That's what I think. I'm like, is that what it is? Because oh, you literally have guys clearly. cheat on you publicly all the time and you try to make it work. It's and so clearly, yeah. There Sorry. must be something deep down going on, but he's been trying really hard to get back with her as we saw like the season on the Kardashians and apparently they're back. So, and everyone's wondering if he's going to, if she's going to be moving to Boston now because he just got traded there. So, and like that, I was also reading people were like, please don't come. <laughs> so <laughs> I think she's going to stay in LA, especially with COVID. I don't know how much traveling she's going to be doing back and forth. And I think, but didn't, but didn't they have some party on a private Island? Like kind of, yeah, they did. Kim's 40th. So, so they're traveling. But everyone got tested. Yeah. Everyone yeah, got so- tested. So. Oh, I see. So you're saying traveling in terms of like with the team. Well, like, no, I'm just saying like, I think she has her life with true their daughter yeah. in LA. I was, this is what I was reading and she's kind of set and like, doesn't want to be doing too much. Like, so I think she's going to stay in LA and then maybe she'll just take her private jet back and forth to, to Boston. Interesting. Yeah. yeah I've never, I've just, you know, I, first of all, yes, it's clearly a self-esteem issue on her part. Like she just does not love herself. Like I, I feel like if any of that, anyone in that family needs therapy, it's her, because if you're repeatedly going to, to, to date people who cheat on you, that means you have no self-respect, you know? Right. Like you- and she has the best personality. Like maybe like a lot of people look wise, don't think she's like the prettiest, but she's like a ride or die bitch. She'll like do everything for her boyfriends. <laughs> and I'm like, she does way more than I would do for anyone. So she like does too much, she does too much. And then yeah. I'm like, you're doing way too much. And then they're just like walking all over you, it seems uh, like. So yeah. I don't get it. But then you have people like, uh, we were just talking about this, our last episode that just came out. Um, what's her name? Um, 
Malik's wife. Like he oh, saw. Oh, yes. 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 So he just, but she left him and I was like, good. You left his ass. Like you didn't stick around. Wait, who left so, um, um, Malik, oh, Malik's wife. wife. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. yeah immediately, immediately. Cause you have yes. respect, right? But here's my question is, is I forgot her. Is it Laura Pippin or Larsa? Larsa, Larsa uh -huh. Pippin. Uh, her and Scotty aren't still together, are they? No, like, they no, were together no. for 20 years, though. But they separated when? Like, years ago? And they're just... Um, no, like, a, maybe a, maybe two years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, have, I think it was 2018. They've, they've separated still... and then gotten back together, separated, gotten back together, but now it's, like, they're yeah, done. They and have... now she's, like, a thirsty bitch who's with, like, 20-year-olds. Oh. And, like, Malik um, is 24, I believe, so... Well, and she's 48. Good for her, I guess. Eight. <laughs> yeah, good for her. But uh, I, I, guess, yeah. I just don't... I was, like, at least his wife left him, and I was, like, kind of happy to read about that. <laughs> Yeah, me too. Because everyone Absolutely. stands by their NBA player, and I'm like, they're all cheating on you. What the fuck? But I, I guess sometimes a lifestyle is more important to women than self-respect. I guess. And I guess when you're 48 and you're single, why not? Right? I mean, I, I, guess, well. I guess in Malik's case, there is a why not. You're, you're a homewrecker. But with with if she if he wasn't married, yeah, why not? I mean, who cares about age, right? I mean, but... Uh, yeah. But, but yeah, that is crazy. It is weird. It's just weird. Like, and then like the Jenner, like the like like Kendall Jenner, I think was dating Ben Simmons, right? And she's yeah. kind of playing. Uh, yeah, she's, she's oh, playing she has though, a right? she has a full team. She has five. She, um, yeah, she has she's Ben stacked. Simmons. She has the one the guy from the Phoenix Suns that she's dating right now. Devin Booker. She's dating yes. Devin Booker right now. Yeah, Devin Booker's right does now. That mean, does that mean Devin Booker and Ben Simmons hate each other? I don't know. I feel like, that, like they're that, like Eskimo sisters. Like they're just like high-fiving each other. Probably. Each end, you know? And it depends. It depends the on the Eiffel feelings Tower. About. Is that what they call the kids call it these days? Yeah. <laughs> the kids. I was always using that 20 years ago. But I'm, but I'm, but uh, but again, it, it's all about feelings, right? Like if Ben Simmons was emotionally invested in her, he hates Devin Booker right now. But you're right. If he's just looking at Kendall like she's a piece of meat. But they yeah. really actually dated. So I feel like yeah. some feelings have had to be involved. I then agree. she was like casually seeing um what's his face from the Clifford Blake uh, Griffin. Clippers? Blake Griffin. Um I was really? mixing up the names. Mm -hmm. Yes. And Blake I was like, Griffin. ew, him. Yeah. I was yes. like so freaking ugly and gross. Yes, Sorry, Blake. Is. But um yeah, <laughs> She's it just was totally not his type. She's totally his type. He well, he's like lucky that. he can get girls like her. Right. No, I actually met Blake Griffin at a bar. And Katie knows this. And I was talking to him. There was these other girls and completely just like dished me for these like tall ass Amazons. And I'm like, well, I can't compete. Like my five fourness can't compete with that. So <laughs> just, you know, be gone then. Can you think of the other guys that she's dated? I can't. Well, I know she has a full team, though, because I've read people say she could have like a starting lineup Katie, with the people five, that she's dated. You're I'm five, five seven. Too, right? Oh, you're five seven. Oh, I thought. OK, mm -hmm. well, anyways, uh. Yeah, I, I going back to what Jen said, you make a great point that Kendall has a type because Blake, Devin Booker, and Ben Simmons. Oh God, God, I'm so I'm so shallow on this podcast. I don't usually talk like this, but we bring um, it out in people. I know, I know. <laughs> like, say it. We know I'm, what you're I'm like I'm, I'm hating on Chloe Kardashian for totally superficial reasons. Like it's just this is not the That's why the, we the, hate on people too. So we bring out the worst <laughs> in people. I know, we really this, is do. The, this is not the side of me that I usually present. So um <laughs> But what I was gonna say is those three do have kind of like weird little scrunchy like they're they're no eyes I like they all of their faces are not attractive faces no I don't no, think so like I think, so I think Ben Simmons is the best of the bunch but yeah. I but the other two are like ugh they're not 
for me at all. <laughs> like I, like I just, I, and I remember I was like drunk in an Uber one time and we were talking about like basketball players. And I was like, I wouldn't let that Teddy, fair, uh, Teddy bear faced bitch hook up with me. And it was, who was I talking? Uh, Blake, Blake Griffin. Griffin. Yes. <laughs> and I like, was like, he's so gross. Like, yeah, no, I was telling Katie about what happened in that Uber when I had met him mm-hmm. and she was like, that teddy bear looking motherfucker. You can be way better. I was like, he's disgusting. <laughs> like no one wants him anyways. Oh, but, yeah. So Katie, you're in LA right now still. Is that right? Yes. Whereabouts? We're in LA. So, well, I just moved outside of LA and I moved back home because COVID. Dude, I would, for the, for the record, I would move back home right now. We both we, did. <laughs> we yeah. both, we, we don't leave our houses. Yeah, my mom and stepdad would take me back. <laughs> so here's a here's a funny. I've never so I've been living at home since I was like 17, right? I graduated high oh, school. Wow. I skipped a grade when I was really young. So when I graduated high school, I just turned 17. And that was the last time I lived with parents. And I'm 42 now. So um I t- and right now I'm such a beaten individual. Like like my psyche is so destroyed that I would my mom and stepdad moved back to the Bay Area from Seattle. Like mm-hmm. they have a they have a house in, in Napa. Um yeah, do it. Has do it been it. sad like being by not to like make you feel bad? I'm like, is it sad that you're by yourself? Are you? Yes. Are you sad? Being, yes, going like go, in COVID. Go, yes. So I didn't seen any family until I saw them last month since it all started. Mm-hmm. Um so it's three through eight months. Eight months I was with the exception of a friend visiting me once out of pity. And we went surfing <laughs> that weekend and it was awesome. And Jen, are you in the barrier right now? Yeah. So where, I where are you? I, I moved home from San Francisco, so I'm in the East Bay now. We're in the, we're in the East Bay. Um, I'm by Alamo, where Steph's house used to be. Yeah, but now he has moved to the South Bay. I thought he moved to Atherton. Yeah, in the South Bay. I thought that was up. Okay, never mind. Um, yeah, so it's a very very affluent place. I don't know why. Is that where your parents live? Y- yes. Yeah, <laughs> she didn't just choose. To- <laughs> hey, just so you know, your, your buddy Jen here has money, so she she. Okay. <laughs> Always call her. It's funny you say that because I always call her my rich friend, like as a joke. I did it the other day, actually. All my shirts are like five dollars from Sheen. And then you two connected through your internship at Fox Sports Radio and just clicked. No, we actually met through our mutual friend Kayla on her twenty-first birthday in Vegas. She was like, "I have my friend Jennifer coming," and because Kayla, our friend, is originally from uh, the Bay Area as well, and she lives down here now. And she's like, "You're gonna love her. She's like literally like you." (laughs) And I was like, "Really? Okay." And then I met her, and then we've been friends literally ever since. Yeah, I think turns out we're pretty funny, and we're doing a podcast. (laughs) I, and I think I met Kayla. I think Kayla was, weren't, weren't you and Kayla you, like inseparable? Yes, like, still yeah. are. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. yeah, so that's kind of how we started. And like, we've just had similar interests and both journalism students. And yeah. so we had a lot to connect on. But and, and are, what, are you teaching like through still right now? Like yeah, through, through Zoom? Zoom? Yeah, okay. I teach, I teach three, at three schools, Cuesta College is like my main one because I'm the lead professor here. And then I teach at Moorpark College, and I and that's always been online, so I've never really had to go down there. And then um, San Jose State University, and that one I commute sometimes, which is crazy. Not now, but normally. Do you do a journalism class at Moorpark? Huh? Yeah. Do you, oh, okay. I'm trying yeah. to think like which journalism classes I took well, there. Oh, you, you took some? Yeah, but they were all female teachers, and I did like the school paper and um, just like other random ones before I transferred. But what did you transfer to? Um, CSUN. Cal State oh, Northridge. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. So was, because they actually had a broadcast specific focus that I could uh, do. So I did that. Yeah. 
It's a good school. It's a solid yeah. school, actually. Yeah, and then great. Jen, and why'd you you went from the Bay Area to Mizzou? That's a drastic change. Yeah, I strictly went for the journalism program. Um, and then when so you know, you go there and then you have you can kind of get in like you're technically pre-J, and then you have to reapply for the journalism school once you are about to go into your junior year. So I got into the journalism school broadcast sequence, mm-hmm. and then I decided I want to go to medical school. And so I was oh. like yeah I was like you know what like I'm leaving this I'm going to comms because it's a lot broader and they like blacklisted me why (laughs) so fucked up why because I left I guess you know they just weren't it's a it's a small school the school like Mizzou is like 100,000 students and and the J school is such a small percent of that and I think they were just offended that I would do something else but they like wrote letters of recommendation for me for my um, pre-med program and they're all sealed. So obviously I opened them and they wrote some pretty not nice things about me. Really? So, I didn't know that. That's so yeah. fucked up. That's heavy. Wow. Mm-hmm. And it like, was a professor I was really close with. Like he hired call, call me out. in the J call school. Him out. Call him out. That's fucked up. I can't like, remember not, his name. Like, if, like, here's my you don't thing. need him anymore. Well, here's my Who thing. Is if, it? You're, if you're not going to, if you don't want to recommend someone, don't write a letter. Don't be. That's vindic- that's why I'm, that's so weird. Yeah, yeah. that's in, we, that's like malicious. We what he did. Yeah, What's his he name? hired me. I can't even remember his name. Yeah, okay. he's so irrelevant in my life. But yeah, he like would take me Mizzou. out to breakfast. He would um, like hired me in the J school. He like I would do some secretarial work for him. Like he obviously knew me really well. And then he like wrote my letter of recommendation. Like, I don't know Jennifer very well, but I'm disappointed in her. It's so, like, okay. Dude, what a, well, what a dick. That's I, I mean, so like, rude. Cause I mean, again, like if you're not, if you, if you don't recommend the person, just don't write a letter, just say no. Right. Just I mean, say I mean, no. Wh- why lead them on like that? Like, I don't like, I don't like professors who don't take their job seriously and they, and they respect that your, your job primarily is to help the students, you know, like your job yeah. is not to be, get butt hurt if a student decides they don't respect your program, like, I don't like, that's not what you're there for. You're there, you're there to support no matter what, un- unless the student's just really fucked up. But I mean, and it's like, you wanted to go into a completely different field. It wasn't because it was like, you yeah. hated journalism. You just decided, yeah. I think I want to do med school. Right. Then you did it. And you're like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> so, I have to try a bunch of different things before I decide yes. to look, I'm Smart. back here. Smart. You're gaining perspective. I like it. But I'm glad she did because then she moved down to L.A. So when we were living in L.A. together, it was awesome because we were just going out all the time. It was like the best years <laughs> of our life. I feel like I don't have any friends in L.A. anymore. Like they all kind of moved back to this area. So. And Jen, not- all your friends are still in East Bay. You have a social circle mm, there? No. Most of my friends, I would say, are either in San Francisco or L.A. Even still, like even the, so are they just miserable right now because big cities suck during a pandemic? I mean, there's not. I mean, probably. and the big cities are more strict than they are on the outskirts. So I, I mean, think, they're still hanging out with each other, honestly. Yeah, are they just really? Like in a are not to call hate? anyone out, but That's right. but no, it's but like I'm just I just don't want this thing. Like, a my mom is very no. vulnerable, so I can't give it to her. But b like, dude, I'm 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 a jerk. I like I run away from people if they have a cold or flu. So like with COVID, it's like, dude, I'm afraid to touch things. Like I'm just, dude, this is a miserable existence right now. I hate life. I, I really do. Like that vaccine is the greatest news I've ever seen. I, I'm getting too used to almost being home. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I need to kind of like 
but I'm, I am scared to leave. Like, I don't want to go out and party and do all those things. Like my birthday's next month. And my friend just texted me today. She's like, what are your plans for your birthday? I'm like, absolutely nothing. Like yeah. nothing's open right now. I don't know what January is going to be like, but I just, it is, everyone's getting it. Like, mm-hmm. it's just the cases just keep going up and up and mm-hmm. up. So I don't it's know. Crazy. We do we do a really good job at social distancing. Like we just saw each other once, and before she came down here, she like we do a really routine. good job at social distancing. It's because we like have no one to hang out with. We don't really have a choice. <laughs> we only have a few so. friends, but like a lot of people don't. I don't want to be around people who are also hanging out with a bunch of other people. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you, man. This is just a t- hard time. It's crazy. It's it's wild stuff. So this, I guess, I am super excited for the NBA to come back. Just because every time when sports is on TV, that is, it makes me feel like the world is kind of normal, you know? Well, and what about with COVID? Because I was talking about this with Jennifer the other day. I'm like, are we, are they all going back in the bubble? And she said, no, they're yeah. going to like actually be in their own arena. Which is some- scary because, mm-hmm. you know, it's someone could get it and then infect the whole team. I can't even remember which um, team it was, but recently um, a, a football team, both of like their head quarterback and their backup both got COVID. The Broncos. And- Broncos. Broncos. Broncos had, and well, they, it wasn't, they didn't all get it, but they had four quarterbacks and they, they, I guess there was a protocol they violated where like, you're not supposed to stay in the same room with other teammates and they had masks off. They were in a room. So even though two of them or three of them didn't have it, they were exposed and you're right. So the Broncos had no quarterback. And when they played that, so this was two Sundays ago when they played, they had, a, they had to start like a wide receiver who mm-hmm. played in high school and it was a disaster. The guy was like one for 13, I think. And his one completed pass was his little dink for 10 yards. I mean, they got annihilated. They got crushed. How did he even um, make the team in the first place? He's, he's a, a wide receiver. receiver. Oh, it's just, he that's was what just that playing mean? quarterback. He was playing quarterback. Oh, oh quarterback. got it. I was like, how the fuck did position. he make Got it. I was like, yeah. well, if he's so shitty, how, how do you even make team? it? <laughs> Like, make the team nowadays that's yeah. crazy so is, is everyone going to be in this like uh in the stands like i'm confused like you can't be that close to people well i, I again it, it depends on the market so i and and the nba is different than the other sports because it's indoors so i mm-hmm. don't know if we're gonna have fans so it's gonna be a, so they're they are gonna like the way they're setting up the schedule this year it, it's different first of all there's gonna be nine less games there isn't gonna be an all-star game um, they are bringing back the play-in format, which I, I think is awesome. So so in theory now, it's not the top eight teams that make the playoffs. It's the top 10. Um, and then the seventh seed has the easiest way in. If they just win their first game, they go to the playoffs. If they lose their first game, I think they get a second chance. Whereas if you're like the nine or 10 seed, one loss and you're out. Um, but and then, and then the travel format, the way it's set up is when teams are home, they're going to stay home for a while. And then when they travel, I think they're going to, They've, they're arranging it in a way where it isn't going to be as they're not bouncing around every day to a different city. Um, so, for example, like if if the Warriors play the Lakers, I don't think they're going to play them four different times throughout the year. I think they're going to play them twice back to back and then play them twice again another time back to back. Oh, those, I see. I see. And those will be the four games. So, you know, they're, they're being creative. You're right. The bubble, like in hindsight, that bubble was probably the safest place in the Revolutionary. world. Revolutionary. Honestly, that yes. was. That's why I'm shocked they're not, not just going to continue case. to do it. It's expensive well, it's, and you can't have yeah. that many teams in the bubble. It's, yeah. it's way too many. That was the playoff. So we right, had that's know, right. a limited amount of teams, a little, a limited amount of yeah. players. Yeah, but. that's true. And the players hated it supposedly like most of them. Well, it's um, because they couldn't bring their side chicks in and exactly. 
Exactly. Because I well, feel like what, that's the only reason why they hated it. Well, you know, you know what they say, the biggest sacrifice that was made in the pandemic was by married men. They had to say goodbye to all their mistresses. Oh my God, <laughs> that's so fucked up. That is so fucked up, uh, but it's true. Uh, yeah, I was thinking, and that was goes back to Khloe Kardashian with Tristan. And it was like, yeah, he's doing great and he's amazing in the pandemic when he yeah. can't be with all his side chicks. So who knows when he goes back on the road, what it's going to fucking be like. I don't think you can though. They're, they're being really restrictive. Like, like, like when they travel, you you're definitely not bringing guests into your hotel. You're definitely not going to be allowed. I just to go but like, you were allowed to before, right? Because Aaron oh, yeah. was telling me that like yeah. he's like, there's no rules who can go in your room because I was like asking him about that kind now of stuff. Now there is. Now there okay. is. Like like, like the, the NBA lifestyle before was phenomenal. Like like if you were an NBA player, you were living, dude. L I V I N. I mean, every time teams would travel, like they had their specific clubs they'd go to in every city. There were specific restaurants. They had their specific girls, right? Like you eventually mm-hmm. have to develop a routine. So you have like people lined up in each city. Yeah, that, a lot of that's going to be gone. I, I mean, it, and if they pull it off, they're going to get caught. The, that snitch line is back. Um, you know, teams are going to be, I mean, for the amount of money owners are investing in these players and these games, like, dude, they're going to get pissed if they find out a player decided to gallivant and, you know. and get I would. I, I just this. can't imagine. Like, I just feel like they are so creative. They are going to like how they're going to. Yeah. And like, I would be pissed, like, just like you're just to get your dick wet. Like you're going to mm-hmm. ruin the whole team. Like that's just so And selfish. the other team. You're going to ruin it everything. It like, selfish. I don't are. Do you think they're going to do rapid if they do allow fans in state um in the arena? Like, do you think they're going to do rapid testing beforehand? Well, the Warriors, propo- the Warriors owner, Joe Laker proposed that. Um, it got shot down. Well, the, the biggest problem with the rapid test is that it's still not 100% accurate. Like, it's, like yeah. so if they were, that's an easy solution. Yeah, you just literally rapid test everyone. But until they come up with a ra- the test that's 100% effective, I think the vaccine will come before that. That's that's Definitely. my guess. Like the vaccine's already being rolled out. I, I, I really think March, April is when we'll finally sort of feel normal you know yeah i think it'll be spring for sure yeah i think so too like because because it looks like by the end of this month you'll have your first essential workers which will be healthcare workers they're going to be first in line to get it and then it'll be old people and seniors i'm sorry that's the same old people and vulnerable people right so if you have like diabetes for example or something like that um or like my mom has a very severe heart condition and then it'll be essential workers after that um, which I'm supposedly a possible candidate, which I'm super psyched on because I'm oh, technically awesome. a teacher. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, dude, I'm like begging for it. I'm like, yes, yes, essential. Yes, even though I don't feel like it at all. <laughs> uh, and then and then it'll be like from there. I think I think from there it goes old to young. It's going to be how it's broken down. Okay. So, it's going to be a while for us, Katie. We're just some young spring chickens. So, I know. So. Yeah. And so healthy. Tw- 23 24 yeah you're super young yep that's right so young yeah so you know hard being in your early 20s so hard well if it makes you feel better you look it i mean if if oh that's good if i didn't know you katie if if we hadn't met how many years ago Uh uh-huh yeah and and you two just came out and said yeah we're 24 i'd totally buy it between your personality okay good so we can lie a little because i'm I'm thinking of it (laughs) because i honestly am like i just wasted like a whole year like I can't I need 100%. to hold on to my 20s like yeah, when we move to New York it's gonna be new city new I'm 25 I'll, maybe I'll bump it up to 25 <laughs> when we move if we move to the city there you go like so I think we have one question like before we like end everything we were okay. talking about that it's the stupidest question too why is Golden State 
Why did they get Golden State? Isn't Golden oh, State yes. all of Why California? San Francisco yeah, so, Warriors or Oakland Warriors? No, yeah, you asked the, the the right person. Um, so and I, actually, so I lived in San Diego for four years. I, I'm an okay. alumni of San Diego State University. It's where I got my graduate degree and started teaching. And I lived just north of there in Encinitas, and uh, I went from being a good surfer to being, I mean, like that was where I really ascended to being a real surfer. Um, so when I left there. And I moved from San Diego to outside of Houston, Texas. You can imagine what a psychotic transition that is. And the only reason why I did that <laughs> is because I had a full-time professor position open there. They really wanted me. I mean, if you, I'm sure you understand that professionally, if an employer really wants you, it's a great feeling, right? Yeah. Um, and I wanted to try it out to see if being a professor is what I wanted to do. So I accepted it. And before I left, I, I was still writing for the Huffington Post back then. This was before they were like a total, like just a you know left-wing... Uh, publication. They actually used to try for real journalism. So I, I wrote for him for nearly like seven years. And one of my last stories I wrote for him was the history of professional basketball in San Diego. Um, I did not realize until like a month before I wrote the story that like the, the Houston Rockets were actually originated in San Diego. Did you know that? No, no. had you know no idea. The, yeah, they were the San Diego Rockets. And they were called that because at, because this company named Atlas, I don't think they exist anymore. Um, made Atlas rockets, which were the boosters for all the space shuttles uh, in San Diego, near San Diego anyway. So they, they were called the rockets after that. Houston was apropos since NASA's based there. Um, so anyway, so I, I and then Wilt Chamberlain played there for a year for the San Diego Conquistadors and the ABA. I started learning all these things and I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? There's actually like a history. And I started doing research. And this is the part that really threw me threw me into a, a, a tizzy. I, I couldn't believe this. Is that the Warriors for one year called San Diego home? And they so did. The war, so the war, yes, this is crazy. No, still no one knows this. And, uh, and I'm trying to think if you. I if feel you, like no one wants to stay in San Diego. It seems like everyone leaves uh, for for basketball and yeah, and for for football. Well, for because fo- you, you got to think about it this way. So um, San Diego. And you two live in Southern California, so you, you, I'm sure you're going to understand this. Like San Diego is a scene where the only thing people care about typically is themselves and the beach, right? Yeah. Like all, like all people want to do in San Diego is just chill and have fun. Like that's the ethos of San Diego, right? Mm, Whale's yeah. vagina. So, <laughs> so sports is not necessarily high up on the priority list for the local residents there, and especially when their football team is trying to get them to pay for a stadium. That's why the Charters left is because their owners should not own that team. They're not rich enough to build their own stadium. They need taxpayers to do it. So they went to L.A. Um, and, and, and the basketball sense, something similar happened where they were going to build a new arena in. Um, what was that? What's that t- one town called? Mission something? Mission like Hills? S- no, it's like South or National City. It, it, was, it was maybe it was National City. It was just it's just this this town just south of San Diego. They're going to build an arena there. It came up to a vote. Will Chamberlain was even recruited to try to get them to do it because he was a, a player coach for the Conquistadors. Side note, he said no. He was like, nah, I don't think that's a good use of money. <laughs> he did not endorse it. And the thing barely lost. So um, they never built the arena and eventually the left. So the Warriors <clears throat> started out as the Philadelphia Warriors, right? They oh. moved to San Francisco, I think, in 1961. Um, and then Rick Barry was drafted like five or six years later. Uh, and so they were the San Francisco Warriors for a while, right? They played in the Cow Palace. Uh, Jen, you might know the Cow Palace. I think it's still mm-hmm. there. I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I used to have cheer competitions in there. 
There are you your cheerleader, huh? Look at you. Okay, I, so I was full of surprises. Dude, you, Jesus, you, you two, you just you two just leave a trail of wreckage behind where you go, don't you? Just broken hearts, man. Just ruining men. Oh, oh. left and right. I'm Let me sure talk about you. My hobby is ruining men. So. <laughs> I would believe it. So, um, from from initial impressions, anyway. So, uh, so in 1971, let's flash forward 10 years. The Warriors were not getting a lot of attendance. They weren't getting a lot of attention. The Cow Palace did suck, um, and so the, so the Warriors were trying to drum up interest, and they decided to change their name to the Golden State Warriors from the San Francisco Warriors. And the plan was was that they were going to split their games between. San Francisco and San Diego. Oh, that was the original plan. Okay. And now, in hindsight, what we've learned is that um, the plan was never really like a serious plan, and that the owner was doing that just to convince the uh, I don't know if it was the voters or politicians in in the Bay Area to build a new stadium for them, which ended up being the arena in Oakland. Um, so that season, they never actually did split time between the two places, but they did play, I think two home games there. Um, and so for that one season, they, they switched their name to the golden state warriors and they played most of their games in the Bay area, but they played some of their games, um, in San Diego. And a really weird thing about that year too, is that the, the rockets had left San Diego just a year before that. And um, so I think I think that season the Rockets and Warriors played each other twice. Were both and because the Rockets moved to Houston, but they didn't have an arena. So the first year the Rockets were in Houston, they had no home. So they were like bouncing around, playing like in Waco, playing like in like all these weird little places. And they even played two home games in San Diego, or I think two or four. Two of those games with the Warriors were both teams were called the home team. Really bizarre. Um, if you, again, if you Google a, a professional basketball, history of professional basketball, San Diego, the article comes up pretty fast. Um, but from 1971 to 1972, um, yeah, they played a, a handful of games in San Diego. Um, it was six games. I'm sorry. I'm looking up the story now. So mm-hmm. they, they played six games. There were home games in San Diego. They played at the San Diego sports arena. Side note, still there. One of the most dilapidated buildings you will ever see. It's kind of near downtown. I don't know if you or Ocean Beach. I don't know if you're familiar with San Diego that much. Mm-hmm. Um, the average attendance there was six thousand, and they split the six games. Um, and the two of those games were against the Houston Rockets, and the Rockets counted those games as home games as well. So it was, it was one of those rare moments in NBA history mm. where two teams both called uh, a, a game a home game. Um, so I so the Golden State they were trying to cover. North, Northern California and Southern California all in one because yeah, so that makes gonna, sense. Yeah, they were going to have two homes. They were going to have the yeah. Bay Area and San Diego home. But in hindsight, and it's weird because it was just a ploy. It was all politics. They just wanted to, they wanted someone to build a stadium for them and they wanted to gain more interest. And it worked because the Bay Area was like, no, 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 don't, don't, go, don't go to San Diego. All right. All right. Stay here. We'll build an arena for you. And it worked. So, but they're still called Golden State. Do you two like that name, by the way? I do. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. San Francisco Warriors. Not. Super I feel down like for maybe it. just because I mean, I'm used to Golden San State, Francisco so yeah. that's why I'm. I'm like, yeah, I like it. And I mean, yeah. and then the LA teams. It's just what Los Angeles Lakers and Los Angeles Clippers. Like, yeah, like to me, the Clippers should be in Seattle. Like, I don't. I don't. I, I know LA has is big enough for two teams, but 
do the Clippers have fans there? I mean, are there really people? I mean, I grew up, my stepdad actually had season tickets. My friends had season tickets. Okay. A lot of people had season tickets to Clipper games. And so I don't know. I always wanted to go to the Laker games, but I was like, I guess I'll settle for the Clippers. I I went to a few Clippers games, but because I wanted to go to a basketball game and they were cheaper than the Lakers yeah. tickets. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. So, do, Katie, do you think you, you said your dad had season tickets? Like, Yeah, my stepdad had them. He split them with his friend. Um, he, he used to work in Beverly Hills and they used to all split tickets for the Dodgers and the Clippers every season, like people that he worked with. And let me so, ask you this. Is it because he loved the Clippers or is it because the Laker tickets were impossible to get? So, you, it, so that's... I don't know. I think he's really, he's from New York originally. So okay. he's a Yankees fan. And so he's not... Um, he just kind of was like, these are the LA teams I'm with. But I think it might have been because it was hard to get Laker tickets. Probably. Like, yeah. Because they all went in. So it's like, I'm sure they probably would have chosen Lakers. But like, he also wasn't into like, I feel like he thought like the Lakers were just, I don't know. I don't think he really liked them that much mm. anyways. God. I think Lakers he like, are, liked- are a love hate team. My dad hates the Lakers. And I has. grew up watching with my dad when Kobe and Shaq were playing Laker Girl 8 at IOL.com was my first screen oh, name. Before MySpace, this was when AOL was still a thing. Like I was in elementary wow. school and it was when Kobe and Shaq were playing and Kobe was still mm-hmm. number eight. And I was born on the eighth. So I'm like, I that was why I had Laker Girl 8. <laughs> so I did like nice. the Lakers when I was little. And then I was like, then I had no team that I liked for, until I started liking Golden State. Gotcha. So, cool. yeah. Thanks well, for having me. Thank you so much for doing this for us. Yeah, like, fun. I feel like I learned so much about what's going into the season this I year. Honestly because- did. Like, I was did like, we, I don't know did anything. Did we sound like we are sports fanatics <laughs> to you? Fanatics like kind of knew what we were talking about. Yes, yes, I, you actually did. I think you did, yeah. It was really but, nice talking to you. This was fun. Thank yeah, you. it was. Thank you so much again for doing this. Yeah, thanks for having me. And what are your um, social handles again? Oh, uh, on just Twitter and Instagram. Twitter, Twitter. Do- Doxer for Ocho. That's the only one where I actually have like a following and I'm, you know, I'm verified. And then Instagram is dog wild. One word It's super easy handle. Um, but What's I, the name oh, of the dude. Warriors podcast that you do again? Oh, thank you. And I'll promote that too. Uh, war- and then, so you can follow that on Twitter. It's warriors 24 pod. Or if you just go to Apple music or Spotify, any of those, if you just put in warriors 24, um, 24 is Rick Barry's number. And we, it's a, it's a, you know, play on words, 24, seven coverage of the warriors. Um, yeah. So just, if you just search warriors 24, uh, subscribe, please. Would love to have it. Um, we're gonna. Yeah. We're actually speaking of which, our next guest, we're hoping is going to be James Wiseman. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I think it's gonna be two a week or two away. I, I've I, one of the nice things when I worked in the Bay Area all those years in sports media, I developed a, a, a great relationship with the head of PR for the Warriors, Raymond Ritter. Um, I don't know if you, if you know who he is. Like on TV games, he's that he's the bald guy. That's all I can describe him. Everyone knows who he is. It, it, it was in in the NBA. Um, so yeah, so I reached out to him just a couple days ago. I'm like, Hey, it's time to get a, someone on the team on our show. It's been a while. And he was like, have a Wiseman. I was like, great, let's do it. So Perfect. I will have to listen. Yeah. So we've had some great guests on like, like our, one of our more recent guests was George Carl, uh, former NBA coach. I think he might be a hall of famer. He's going to be, um, Tim Hardaway was on the show kind of recently. That was awesome. We just took a crazy trip down memory lane doing run TMC. I don't know if you're old enough or at least I've done your research to know what that is. Um, it's like Chris Mullen, Tim Hardaway, and Mitch Richmond. It was like their little little trio of like of. I've heard of Run, run. DMC. Yeah, well, that's, that's who they were named after. That's who they were named after. So they were called Run TMC, and it was Tim okay. Hardaway was a point guard. Chris Mullen, I'm sure you know who he is. 
Um, mm-hmm. Wizard Smallfield. I actually know him. Him, his little, his son, and my brother used to play basketball together. Makes sense. And he only, he actually owns he, he owns a restaurant in downtown Danville, a sushi place. Mm-hmm. There. I forgot what it's called. Um, really good. And then and then Mitch Richmond was the third one. They only played together for I think two or three years, but they had this crazy run. Like they upset. So in the first round of the playoffs, they upset the San Antonio Spurs one year. When with David Robinson, they were like a seven seed, and they pulled that upset that upset off. Another year, they were a six seed, and I think they knocked off. Um, uh, it was the Sonics or the Jazz in the first round. Like it was like this, the Stockton Malone Jazz, right? This was mm-hmm. a great team. Um, they weren't good enough to be like champions, but they were good enough to make the playoffs every year and go to the sec- to the conference semis at least. And then after like three years, Don Nelson. Uh, broke it up. He traded Mitch Richmond for this guy named Billy Owens, who um, was a total bust. And Mitch Richmond played for the Kings for seven, eight years and, and then played for the Lakers, got a ring with them, and he's in the Hall of Fame. Um, Tim Hardaway is the only one of the three who's not in the Hall of Fame yet, but he was on the show recently. And uh, yeah, so we get some good guests on there. So so check out Warriors24. Warriors24Pod is the Twitter handle for that, for the, all social media. And then again, follow me, Docs or Show. Ladies, thank you so much. This was fun. Thank you. Thank yeah. you.